You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Unprecedented times, there's one. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're going to give me an aneurysm. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, and we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Brazilian tie. Before we start, I should uh, just say, uh, Kate, now say the alphabet backwards from Z. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I am refusing. I want to know why I'm pulled over. <laughs> because of what happened uh, about a week and a half ago. <laughs> like a week ago. I'm uh, <laughs> who's the drunk one now? <laughs> um, before we hit the record button, oh, we had God. a bit of a conversation here, and <laughs> it, it's just every single person has a go-to at Subway. Yep, and I, I don't, I don't think it matters who you are. Everybody just has their specific go-to. So, what's yours? It was. It used to be a cold cut combo because i'm okay i'm okay. obviously a child right <laughs> oh i thought you would get the pizza sub then <laughs> well i mean i've been known to you know who's got a real good pizza okay. sub the weedy and kid scotty but i digress kid scotty wow at the weedy yeah so um, for folks that don't know how many people live in kid scotty nobody that's willing to admit it <laughs> Nobody that's willing to admit it lives in uh, Kitscotty, just uh, west of Lloydminster. Stop in sometime. They used to have great Chinese food, too, by the way. They still do, yeah. Oh, they still do. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Okay, back to Subway. Uh, but now I... So Travis sprung this on me last minute today, as is per usual. He's doing his best impersonation <laughs> of John instead of bailing, though he's he wants to record. Uh, so on the way home from work, I grabbed Subway. Um, but I got two chicken Caesar wraps today for supper because I didn't want to have to, you know, rush through supper in camp. And uh, I think that's my new go-to. Although I I am partial to a meatball sub, but I got to be at home in front of the in front of the TV and like I got to prepare myself to eat that. <laughs> See, for me, the go-to is always the meatball. Yeah, it never never changes. It's, it's I so always good. Just get it. It is. I, I always just get it with uh, the the cheddar cheese. Oh, shredded. Well, oh, shredded is good. And lettuce. And that's all I get. And onion. I get onions on mine, too. You get onions, too. The, and, the, the Subway meatball is something to behold. And you get salt. As if there was not enough sodium mm -hmm. in the, the tomato sauce. <laughs> or the meat. Yeah, or, or the, the bread. Yeah. <laughs> What's your uh, Subway go-to? Hit us up on Twitter at 2 and out CFL. <laughs> talking about the joys of Subway. Have you ever hit the Subway uh, drive through No, because I'm not a degenerate. Oh, 
Oh, what? Wait, that's new information. Hey, no, no, I'm a degenerate gambler. I'm not a degenerate in life. Okay. They have a drive-thru here in uh, Black Falls. And they have one in Elk Point. That's the only reason I've never gone through it is because when I go through Elk Point, it's the only one I've ever seen, really. And I can get Subway or Pizza Hut Express from the gas station. I'm definitely getting Pizza Hut Express. All of the small-town Alberta references on this show. We've, like we've Elk- lost 90% <laughs> of the listeners. Elk Point probably has... 300 people that live there and somehow they have a pizza hut they have more than 300 people they have more I, people I went than kids to a, scotty i went to a car show there once and somebody showed up with a, a goat on a leash in the huddle with karan Tai on the two and out podcast This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your energy from. If you choose Park Power, your money stays here. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kozowski. And we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Now, I uh, just wanted to do a quick check-in today because there was actually massive news. Quick, quick check-in. Zero. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine bullet points on this. I, I don't think it'll take too long to get through. Uh-huh. <laughs> Knowing us, that's probably the dumbest thing I've ever said. But well, No, I highly doubt that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've said some pretty dumb things. Grab me the stapler uh, was one of them. <laughs> Oh, I'm elking that, <laughs> We'll leave that, it at that. Baby. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, massive news last week. Under normal circumstances, this would be like the news of the season. Mm-hmm. But uh, where it is right now, Ed Hervey stepping down as BC Lions general manager. And I, I don't really know if there's much we can actually say about it because... He has uh, stepped down due to personal reasons. Um, Farhan Lalji from TSN mentioning that he had his own health issues last season. He had a procedure done. He was with he was away from the team for a while, but it said that maybe there's some health issues in his family, and he wants to be at home mm-hmm. tending to that. Um, hopefully, things get figured out. Our, our thoughts go out to Ed Hervey. And his family, we've both had numerous interactions with him at the Grey Cup. And I, and I know... <laughs> Some better I than know, others. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know that he uh, he has sort of this uh, hard-as-nails reputation with the media sometimes. But mm-hmm. he's always at the spirit of Edmonton, always mm-hmm. talking to fans. And, well, I mean, he's a legend. In Edmonton, both as a receiver and bringing the Grey Cup there in 2015 as a general manager. But just signing a two-year extension before the season that was supposed to be, to be in BC through 2021. So obviously it's not contract related. And with nothing really going on, there's not much team management to be done. But it's tough news for, I think, Lions fans to have this come out of nowhere. 
Uh, for sure. Uh, you know, when Hervey signed there, everybody was pretty convinced that he was going to, you know, turn them back into a great cup yeah. contender. And Mike Rowley signs there, and it obviously shows some holes in the old line, and they, they start to fix that, you know, address coaching issues, uh, and, and, you know, try to get this team back to, you know, winning 11, 12, 13 games and being a perennial playoff contender. Uh, you know, and this, I don't know how big of a step back it'll be. I don't, I, I don't see, I, I think what, what the, the problem will be, will be depending on who comes in, it'll be the future, you know? Yeah. Like, like you said, the roster's already set, but it's going to be what is there for the next guy that takes the job. As for being short and curt with the media, if you had to answer questions from Terry Jones, you'd be the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, and like it's not just Terry Jones. Like all the media ask stupid questions, and they ask the same questions every week. And you, they know what the answers are going to get. So you could just write the article without even interviewing anybody. Really? <laughs> well, that's what sports is. A lot of the times, so it's just the big giant cliche. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Uh, our friend at uh, the BC Lions Den, Brian, just saying he's floored by the resignation. Uh, real questions now about where the franchise mm-hmm. is headed. Uh, wishing Ed all the best and hope his personal reasons for resigning all work out. And that's exactly it. Um, yep. Rick Campbell is now the coach. Um, and I guess he's going to be uh, thrust into the GM role at least for a little while. Yeah. Um, and I, I know it's to be said that there's not much to do right now when there's no games going on or anything like that. And there's nothing to do until but there's going there's, to be a schedule or There's lots whatever. of stuff to do on Saturdays. If, if you're a coach in the CFL right now, you can start watching some college football down in the States because there are some Canadians down there that are showing out. Ain't that the truth? We'll get to some Canadians just playing um, amazing football mm-hmm. and really some of the best football Canadians have ever played at that level. Pro- probably. <laughs> like, I don't know if I ever remember this many Canadians making an impact in the NCAA. Well, and if they did, we would have never heard about it. Like, it, right? This the, the amount of information that's out there now is just so much easier to, to see it happen. And yeah, that that's definitely uh, a big part of it. And you're right. I, I saw uh, an article basically talking about CFL scouts. You know, they it, there's a lot of crazy work to be done to get ready for a draft in the spring, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of it is watching NCAA football. And there's so much of it. I know there's a focus on. Division One, it's what a lot of people look to, but a lot of CFL greats have come from not the Division One teams. You think yep. of somebody like a, a Ricky Ray, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, there's so there, there's so much football down there. I mean, yeah. the big schools are going to get the top recruits, and the guys that aren't that highly talented at high school are going to have to go somewhere else. So it's you got to find diamonds in the rough. Yeah, and a lot of times that is what the CFL is, uh, mm-hmm. diamonds in the rough. I'm not going to go and say that, uh, that you know, everybody in Canada is just a bad football player that couldn't cut it 
in the NFL, that's not the way it works. You talk to some of the guys and a lot of it's politics and, you know, a lot of it is just where you end up. Well, <laughs> do and, you, and do I mean, you... if you're going, if you're going to be at a Div 3 school or a JUCO, yeah. you really have to do something to get noticed. Oh, absolutely. Right. And so Some of the... the scouts don't spend as much time on those schools as they would on in the Power 5 conferences. I wouldn't think. Yeah. I, I don't know for sure, but I'm just assuming. Some of the big NFL guys, they won't even pay attention to anybody outside of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to just absolutely crush I, would, I wouldn't some... draft anybody outside the SEC ever. <laughs> Is that your Madden strategy? No, not exact. Well, I try my best to just draft all Florida Gators. <laughs> all Florida Gators. <laughs> uh, well, let's go to some uh, CFL guys that are making impacts in the NFL right now. And I know it's the Miami Dolphins, but Sam McGuavin. Hey, no, 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 no. Don't say, you know, it's the Miami Dolphins. That you can't say that anymore because it's the New York Jets. Oh, like, yeah, when you get they, shut out twenty four nothing, they are an absolute dumpster fire, and the only reason they're not firing the coaches because management wants them to lose. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> like they, the the Jets would probably, oh, they're bad. They, had, I don't. They know would if lose to the Barons, worse. man. They'd lose to the Barons or the Raiders and Lloyd. <laughs> the Lloyd Minster Comprehensive High School Barons. Would beat the New York Jets. You heard it here first, folks. Oreo um, and Tolstrup would out coach Case, and it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> um, Sam McGuavin came into the game, former Saskatchewan Rough Rider. Mm-hmm. Um, after uh, Andrew Van Ginkle had a, a concussion, McGuavin comes in, gets some more snaps, and he had a tackle for a loss, he had a pass knockdown. I mean, the guy's a great football player, and mm-hmm. M- Miami's going to have uh, Tua starting for them after the bye week. Uh, it's just nice to see a CFL guy making an impact there. And I think people that watched him with Saskatchewan knew yeah. <laughs> that he he could play in the NFL for sure. Uh, yeah, it, there wasn't much question about that. And I think, too... Uh, with COVID and the expanded rosters and everything this year, it gives a lot more guys opportunity to be down there, especially with the CFL not playing. You know, maybe, you know, spend a little bit of time on a practice roster than, you know, enough people, injuries happen in football. Uh, you know, you get you get to be a backup and then you get to see some action. And if you can prove something in that and show them something, you might end up becoming like a platoon guy or and get more reps. And, you know, that that's exactly what we kind of saw uh, with Aguavin on Sunday. And a lot of it is uh, opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, like you kind of said before. If you're at a, you maybe you can't get the scholarship to the bigger school, uh, you can't get noticed by the NFL team. Opportunity, 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 and uh, maybe Alex Singleton was that guy um, who was waived three times by the Seattle Seahawks in 2015. Waved by the New England Patriots in 2015. Waved by the Vikings. But then... Dodged a bullet on that one. (laughs) Then he ends up in Calgary, wins a great cup, plays some great football, 
and now he's playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that almost didn't work out because he ended mm-hmm. up getting waived, was basically in the airport talking to John Huffnagel. <laughs> I'm coming back to play for the Stampeders. And then they brought him back. Now, fans in Philadelphia are talking about him being their best option at linebacker. He had his first NFL interception a few weeks ago. He might ago. be the Return- best player on the roster. <laughs> That's probably fair. <laughs> he might be the best yeah. player in that division, considering looking at it. Yeah, what, uh, the Dallas Cowboys are first in the division with a 2-4 and four record? <laughs> the, mark my words, Philly's winning that division at 5-10-1. and one. Wow! <laughs> Bottom line is... Alex Singleton's in Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. now. Uh, yeah. He picks off, uh, he has a, a touchdown uh, in the team's first win against the 49ers a few weeks ago, and he's his role keeps getting bigger and bigger on that team. That, And, you know, he's, he's done enough where I think it, he's not going to lose his job when, you know, guys come back from injury. I, I just don't know how you take him out right now. Yeah, it... It's awesome to watch. Uh, Except those for the guys. fact that he plays for Philly, so I refuse to watch their games. But it is nice to see him uh, doing what he's doing. There's that. It's a very tough pill to swallow that he is a uh, Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, but it's cool to know that he took that detour here mm-hmm. in Canada. It was probably the... Uh, it's one of the crazy rules of the CFL where he counted as a Canadian when he really kind of isn't <laughs> hey i said that at our first live show and ryan gave me crap <laughs> well nobody's here to crap on me in real time so uh, well i mean his mom is canadian <laughs> yeah yeah then by the rules he's yeah. a canadian and the stampeders that was one of the best draft picks uh they could have made obviously um his older sister Ashley has Down syndrome, and mm-hmm. I, I think in Calgary we got to know her uh, wearing his jersey uh, on Twitter, and now he's using his platform to uh, get money donated to tackling inclusion for every tackle he makes. It, it's awesome to know that we knew him in Calgary, and he was he was balling up here in Canada, and now he's doing the same in Philadelphia, again, all he needed was the opportunity. Uh, a few Thursday nighters ago, Deontay Spencer is returning punts for the Denver Broncos. Almost took one to the house, but then the worst block of all time on the punter oh my cost God. him. A- <laughs> cost him taking it to the house so there's just three you can't, former cfl guys that are doing well in the nfl you can't even call it the worst block ever he didn't even block him okay yeah that that it was, wasn't a block <laughs> that was xavier fulton playing left tackle like that was atrocious. i want to pay to see you trash talk xavier fulton to his face god no <laughs> Uh, now that we've talked CFLers in the NFL, I think we should just talk Canadians that mm-hmm. are playing some good football right now. And the number one guy right now is Chase Claypool, 
Went to Steelers high school. Steelers legend, in- Chase Claypool. <laughs> Five games into his Steelers uh, career, you're calling him a Steelers legend? L- come on. I mean, just retire the number, the steel curtain, all of that. Chase Claypool is number one. <laughs> Ooh, I wouldn't go that far. Like, there can be more than one legend. Not quite. Not quite. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> top Not 10. Yet. Top I 10. mean, let's, let's get a couple more touchdowns. <laughs> uh, Abbotsford, British Columbia. And he has tied Randy Moss for the most touchdowns by a receiver in his first five NFL games. Yeah. He is playing some good football, and they're getting him more and more involved mm-hmm. in the offense every week, Ty. You as a Steelers fan know that. Uh, yes, very well aware. I just wish that all of them were, were receiving touchdowns because, you know, right. PPR, you'd get more points. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just what they're able to do in that offense with him, it's not the Steelers football that I'm accustomed to seeing. Uh where it's just, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, other than when we had, <laughs> right? Like, that's, that's, what, that's what it has been. It's been power football. The, the bus, until, yeah. Until until Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, you know, showed up and, you know, were able to stretch the field and, and do a lot from the backfield. But you know, now they, got the, they can start moving guys around and, and open up stuff that just wasn't available before uh, with the roster they had. He uh, surprised uh, the football team in Abbotsford by uh, showing up on a Zoom call there. And uh, I'm sure those kids there just losing their minds. Uh, I'm excited to see what this kid does with the rest of his career, uh, giving Canadians more uh, football players to cheer from. And there's only more to come. There are only more Canadians that are just making an impact in NCAA football, how about from Brooks, Alberta? Is it Ajo Ajo, which is actually the stinkiest town in the province? Mm, if you didn't know, it's Ty. them or Tabor. Like they're both pretty bad. <laughs> he scores a thirty-yard touchdown for the Clemson Tigers last week. Mm-hmm. And he's a freshman. And I realize it was a game. I think they were playing Georgia Tech and they crushed him like 73 to 7 or something. Like and still that. barely covered. <laughs> Wait, what was the spread? I think it closed at uh, 60 something. Wow. Oh, yeah. And then there's some, there's some heavy spreads in NCAA football. That's incredible. I'll find it here. Uh, Either way, it's a kid from Brooks, Alberta, scoring for the Clemson Tigers as a freshman. He's only getting started, man. Yeah, and and you know having Trevor Lawrence as your as your uh, quarterback and yeah, Dallas Rennie as your head coach is only gonna help. Yeah, for sure. And there's from Brampton, Ontario. Joshua Palmer playing for the University of Tennessee. He -hmm. has himself a uh, 36-yard touchdown uh, a few weeks ago. And then we're just getting started. John Mechie from Alabama, who had 181 yards, a couple touchdowns a few weeks ago. Well, uh, he was against the number three ranked Georgia over the weekend. Scores himself 
another touchdown. So I don't know what it is about Canadian receivers lately. And these are names we might never see in the Canadian Football League. And these guys might just be going straight to the NFL. And I know it's very early in their university careers. Maybe, uh, you know, a guy like Mechie from Alabama does well in the NFL. And maybe Ajo Ajo comes to the CFL. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But during this pandemic and... Maybe you're right. It's just the fact that th there's so much information to see. It's so easy to see these highlights and things on social media. Canadians are just yeah. kicking ass. Well, I don't think we see either one of those three in the right. like they might get drafted, but I don't know. I don't think teams are going to spend high draft picks on them thinking or pretty much knowing they're going to go to the NFL. Yeah. Uh Clemson's turned into a factory. Uh you know, yeah. Met Alabama with a coward at head coach who's too afraid to, you know, learn how to coach the NFL has just created an <laughs> absolute juggernaut. Hey, when he makes as much money as he does, why would he change? Well, exactly. It doesn't mean he's any less of a coward. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, um, he's number one on my fight list. Tyrell versus Nick Saban. All good? Like, yeah, it wouldn't be that hard to beat him. I'd, I'd watch it. Oh. I'm just afraid that I'd get so angry that I would just have, like, I would I would end up, he'd end up using my momentum against me. <laughs> what, Tyrell, when's the last time you were actually in a fight? Well, that's a great question. Ever? I, I think it's just your I mouth. Got, I got punched at the bar once. <laughs> They weren't aiming for me. They weren't aiming for you and still no. hit you? Yeah. Uh, my last fight was grade seven. I got suspended from school and... Uh, oh, weird. I uh, had to pick garbage. And uh, then I got invited to this guy's wedding, so it ended up all right. Okay. <laughs> Let's circle back and just wrap up with what's going on in the CFL. Um, Arash Madani of Sportsnet. Mm-hmm reporting uh, that CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi is not happy with the the way internal league discussions are ending up in the media, uh, reporting also that he has threatened teams and staff members with fines up to twenty five grand if it's discovered that they've shared information with the media. Um, obviously, at face value, that looks pretty rough doesn't it ty <laughs> um i have two questions so he wants to make it harder for the media to get info why right and b the information that's leaking it's so few and far between and it's stuff that doesn't it's trivial like i i didn't know this even happened until you put it on the prep sheet you see, I can see both sides of this thing, right? Because I I think the CFL needs to be in the media as much as possible. And, and how much news did we get during the CBA discussions? Like zero. Yeah. He's just I think was, he's just mad about what leaked. Maybe. Maybe. It, it it was no news during CBA discussions and I kind of think that's what they're figuring out right now. What, what kind mm -hmm. of new CBA can we put on the table and figure out with the players before we go any further with anything 
mm-hmm. regarding a season next year, and we're so far away from that. <laughs> uh, well, and I, I saw the reports on Twitter that you know they're thinking about hub cities. Yeah, and how Edmonton would be the best, but how is that going to work? The amount of money that's going to take, if you're going to do a bubble, how do you have fans? Yeah. Well, and how is that bad news? Uh, I think people to have people talking about you is yeah. good. And, and any and publicity I know is good publicity unless you're Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> exactly. And I know what uh, Dave Naylor has said. Uh, he he tweets a lot of things are being spitballed mm-hmm. by the league right now. Every one of them will require players on board. So if every spitballed idea gets leaked through the media first before being presented to the players, how do we think players would react? And that's a very fair point because with the CBA discussions um, that were going on before and maybe even this summer when we were thinking about a season, wondering if a season is going to happen. Players were reacting to this stuff left and right on Twitter, mm-hmm. but isn't that a little bit on the PA as well, maybe for mm-hmm. not communicating it to their membership? Uh, probably a little bit. And I, 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 it's kind of on the players themselves too. It, it's hearsay on Twitter. Yeah. You don't have – take it take it at with a grain of salt. It, it might be – you're not getting the whole story in 140 characters. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what the whole idea is. Just they're trying to give an outline. And if you have a story, run with it if you're the media, obviously, right? But, like, the players just coming right out and being, well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Like, well, you don't know the ins and outs of it unless your PA rep has come back, unless your PA rep has got it and brought it to you guys. And you don't know what it all entails. So it's a two-way street. I guess I just think... Ambrosi could have a bi-weekly briefing with the media or whatever, and they would be there. Um, TSN needs things <laughs> oh my God. to talk about. They would, I, I, I just think they would love uh, any news from Mr. Ambrosi and the CFL. They, they want mm-hmm. anything to, to pass along to the fans that are just dying to hear something. Like, this right now is what it was like with Orage, except you could ask questions to Orage and just not get them answered. Now we're just not getting any info at all. Yeah. Oh, what an interesting time. <laughs> That's one way to put it, yeah. <laughs> I know it's probably uh, the most overused phrase uh, this no, year. but no. The new normal. Shut up. That's a good one. Oh, I hate it. That's a, unprecedented times. There's one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're going to give me an aneurysm. <laughs> uh, we won't be talking to you before Halloween. So, Ty, uh, your Halloween candy power rankings. Let's see them. Oh, I need, I need these in order. Oh, they're not in order? No, because I just buy the box with the same five things in them all the time. Oh, what, what's your box then? Like the Kit Kat Smarties Coffee Crisp one. That's the best box, yeah. By far. And like, I I, I only get, oh, I only eat mini O'Henry's. Like, I don't eat big, I don't eat like full-size O'Henry's. I only like the Halloween ones. I think the mini ones out of 
all of the chocolate bars are just better. <laughs> I don't know why I can eat mm-hmm. 250 of them. <laughs> but then like I have, a, you know... <laughs> a mini Mars bar? Oh. Oh. They're so oh, good. So good. Actually, yesterday, so, I had a Twix, but yep. it was a cookies and cream Twix. That's a thing? That's what I said, so I bought two of them. And wow. I was not disappointed. I also I'm, had, I'm trying to I also think. I had four bottles of Coke yesterday, so I was <laughs> buzzing. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Now, there's always a little give and take with the boxes because there's never the, the perfect combination. Mm-hmm. Like if I can go Smarties, Kit Kat, Coffee Crisp, Mars Bar, and like a mini Crunch Bar or a Twix. I don't know what all comes in those same boxes. And and they changed the boxes recently, like within the yeah. last two or three years. I also don't buy Halloween candy until after Halloween. Yeah, exactly. There used to be. I'm not an idiot that pays full ticket for Halloween candy. I I know you're not a peanut butter cup guy. We won't go there. But I think there used to be the peanut butter cup. O. Henry. Yep. Hershey. It was like the three of them, and like one had like the 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 sprinkles and stuff on it. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, And now they sell the peanut butter cups separately. Mm-hmm. So I can buy like a bag of fifty peanut butter cups, and the number one thing I'm going to miss. Here's I always end coming. up going to a football game in Regina in November, mm-hmm. whether it's a playoff game or the last one of the season or whatever. And being that it's a sixteen hour round trip drive, you go through like four you boxes. Sh- <laughs> you should see. The Halloween candy wrappers oh. <laughs> in my passenger seat. You should have seen the empty bottles of Coke two <laughs> Christmases ago in my work truck. <laughs> I had to drive back up to Grand Prairie. And this is before I got the truck with the 190 liter tank in it. Yeah. And there, it was it, it took me nine and a half hours to get up there because of a storm. But I I stopped in Vermilion. So I grabbed a Coke when I left Lloyd. I stopped in Vermilion. Yep. 40 I stopped, minutes? <laughs> I stopped in Innisfree. I was stressed out. I stopped in Innisfree. I stopped at the Flying J in Edmonton. <laughs> and then I... Or in Sherwood Park, I should say. And then I got to... I was able to make it to White Court and I got another one. And then I got to Fox Creek and I got another one there. And then I got to Valley View and I grabbed one there. I got in, I went into Grand Prairie and grabbed one there. And then it was a 40 minute drive to camp. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm pretty sure I went through 150 uh, Halloween candies last year driving to Regina. Unreal. (laughs) Okay, your top five fill them out. It doesn't get any better than Smarties. Wow, I see a lot of people say they love it, everything but the Smarties. But no, they're wrong. Um, but I think you should have your passport revoked if you say that. Yeah, Smarties, Coffee Crisp, Kit Kat, Mars. I know they're not really Halloween candy, but Rolos. Oh, no, the mini caramels. Those are good, too. Yeah. I can live. Those. those are in the same oh. box as the dairy milks. I, I could oh the Cadbury box yeah 
I don't know my I don't know my chocolate brands like I know my pop brands. <laughs> I could live on Reese's, O. Henry, Kit Kat, and Coffee Crisp. And then the last one could be like a rotating one. Uh, the cookies and like, cream, like a thirteenth forward. Yeah, like oh, the, cookies and cream. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like the Hershey's one. Yeah, and That's sometimes so you good. can get the uh, the the mini M and M's peanut ones. Oh, the M and M chocolate bars are so good. Man, I wish I was. A, well, no, I don't wish I was a kid again because then I actually had to walk to every house to get more candy. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Now I can just do a superstore pickup. Yeah. And use your PC points. <laughs> oh, I have $30 worth. I'm doing it all Halloween I, candy. I had 190 and then I bought some stuff at Shoppers on the way up here. Nice, nice. <laughs> and Burger King. Uh, have a happy and safe Halloween. I know some areas, uh, Halloween's a bit modified this year. Just stay safe, Okay. This episode of To and Out is brought to you by the Explore Podcast, a new fiction anthology podcast brought to you by Jupiter Theater with Media Lab YYC. Each episode takes an imaginative dive into the past and future of your city, transporting you to fictional worlds that mirror our own through music and the power of the voice. The stories will immerse you in rich audio dramas while you explore the world through a new lens. Grab your headphones and set off on an urban adventure into the city through stories of speculative fiction with episodes ranging from film noir and magical realism to urban fantasy and indigenous mythology. Listen to Explore on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and visit theaterjupiter.com slash explore to find out more. theaterjupiter.com slash explore. All right, Ty, we'll be back in two weeks. Somehow we, uh, we went... 40 minutes. I, I knew this was going to happen. That's why I ate, I ate one chicken <laughs> wrap before and saved the other one for after. <laughs> All right, buddy. Awesome. <laughs> Talk to you in a couple weeks. Rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and stay safe. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.